hey, you're listening to the Church League Podcast. Today we talk about the NHL playoffs, we talk about how the new baseball rules are going, and then we also talk about the NBA playoffs and if Draymond Green is trying out for the new Stomp the Yard movie. Let's get started. Hey, you're listening to the Church League Podcast, and you're hanging out with uh, Corey and James, and we're all getting a look at us, actually. Yeah, I get to see what my voice sounds like. I can speak into the microphone. I don't want to fade out. Yeah. It, no. it looks like a heartbeat. It is. It's it's interesting to watch. and actually makes it, at times, really nerve-wracking. I try not to look at it. So we've got the, we've got the big screen TV on, on the wall, and we're going to be able to see helpful things during the podcast. You guys can't see that. Maybe we'll video these at a certain point. But Yeah, let us know if like you would like little snippets of like of like smaller short clips that you can actually see us talk. Um, I think they should. They'd see your trash pandas hat, which is can, legit. The right. yeah, I get, uh, shout out real, real quick shout out to uh, my brother-in-law Austin. I know that you you listen to these. Thank you for the hat. Um, appreciate it. It was uh, the hat's dope. It like, was very the nice. The hat's huh? super cool. Um, I got a lot of good comments on our last episode, just a couple weeks ago. We had spring break last week, so yeah. um, that's why we didn't record. And you were in Huntsville, Huntsville area. I was in the Huntsville area. Um, and you got recognized? I got recognized in Lexington, Alabama, a small town of like 750 people um, playing basketball. A guy yeah. was like, are you... Roman from the Church League podcast. How did that? Do you have like, so, you have like a tattoo? On so your face here, here's <laughs> this is this is my theory. I didn't really go into it because I was like, I think I got high or something in that moment from just like an endorphin rush of just like pure excitement of someone <laughs> recognizing me. But I did say like, "Hey, I'm I'm Roman." You know, you introduce yourself. You play basketball with somebody. I was like, "Hey, I'm Roman," and he was like. Roman from the Church League That's podcast. Gross. I was like, "What?" You, you do not need that in your life. Did you? Now, it helps having Roman as a name because it's it's not right. And I think name. that's kind of what, I think that's what it was. And also, like, because there's only 750 people, and my dad and his family live in that area, and yeah. then my brother-in-law and my sister also live in that general area. So they're shouting out the podcast. I'm I'm assuming so because they listen to it. And so, so so that conversation ended with, "Hey, can you tell James I said hi?" <laughs> it did not. Sorry, James. <laughs> I will say though, anytime I have a conversation with some people that like, also JJ, JJ, if you, JJ, that's J- JJ, yeah. JJ. He, he's the he likes James. I will say that he likes James. There's another kid by JJ Reddick. JJ really loves James. Yeah. James. Most people like James. That's good to hear. I don't. You're welcome. <laughs> he said, "I don't. I don't know. Most, I don't know what they see. I'm not really sure. Like, <laughs> that other guy can take it or leave it. Can somebody <laughs> just figure this out, please? Please tell us why James is so such a likable dude. Because he is. Like he in is. general, he's a likable dude. It's yeah, impressive. I think it depends on who you ask. Other than other than the fact that he's a, a dookie or whatever. They, what are, what are Duke fans called? Just Duke fans. Cameron Crazies. Can't. Oh, gross. I, um, I made the mistake of saying dookie one time. I will never say it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you did. You made that mistake. All right. So, um, speaking of James. We did picks for the Masters. Yeah, Obviously, that ended a while ago. Um, and uh, I think James had the best pick of us three. Yeah, I came in, uh, had second, actually, second and third. I picked Phil and Brooks. You got two picks? Wait, how'd you get two picks? Well, no, I said who I like. I wanted, oh, okay. I wanted Brooks Kepka, but like, you know, I'm a, right. I'm a Phil fan. So That's they're fair. kind I was, of. I uh, picked um, Will Zalatoris, who 
Didn't even didn't even swing the club. Did not even swing he the club. He was like DQ'd before it began. Did he even make mind, it to Georgia? I wanted Victor Hovland, but I couldn't remember his name. Right. I mean, he had a <laughs> phenomenal first round. So I was literally, the, the last podcast, I was like searching on my phone. What's that guy's name? And I was trying to, and I couldn't figure it out. And because he's been he's been really hot. And he played good. He played good at the yeah. end, too. I mean, but um, John Ron, though, did really good. Who, who's course, your pick? Scotty Shuffler. Uh, I think he ended up tied for tenth or something like that. Yeah. So not not a terrible outing, yeah. um, and it's hard to repeat. Repeat. So right. I'm, that was a I, that was a. Mm. We were watching. We watched multiple days here in the office. Oh on, yeah, we on, did on, on this very TV. Mm-hmm. And um, Scotty Scheffler's follow through footwork amazes me. It's outrageous. It makes me feel like I've got a shot because my feet don't stay still. Yeah. But he just he's got a really it's so good. The back foot way. just yeah. like flings out. Not, not Jim Furick unique. Yeah, no. But it was unique that his feet move at the end of his shot. And it, I guess it gets to some torque or he's got that much torque. But. It's not supposed to work, but it does. Um but James, congratulations. Um yeah, also more congratulations uh for the the James, for your family, because your son, uh, champions out of the silver bracket in Charleston this past weekend. Right? Yeah, they were at, uh, we went to Shipyard Park. It's a uh, baseball facility down in Charleston, South Carolina, and they uh, they won their little bracket. That's sweet. Did they get a big ring? Dude, he got a ring and a little uh, little necklace banner thing. What? The, the MVP uh, of the little tournament gets like this big, like almost like Miami turnover chain. He got that? He no, not Taylor didn't get oh, it. No, okay. one, of the, one of the kids on his team got it. Can That's get, cool. Can I get a photo of him with that ring for the newsletter? Huh? I thought about bringing it in today, but actually, if you could bring in the ring, that could be the that could yeah. be the thumbnail. That'd be sick. Because I've seen my social media feed has at different seasons has a there are a number of families where kids are getting those rings, and I was like, man, yeah, they're incredible. It's a lot different than the crappy trophies you used to get I back in the day. Trophy, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is got those. They don't. I don't. Even, they don't even do trophies anymore. Like multiple tournaments we've been to, like I think we came in second one time. They gave us a trophy, and they were like. Everybody else, you get rings and like those little uh, Olympic uh, necklace. I things. appreciate that though. Yeah, it was fun. Um, they all feel like Steph Curry out there. Other than uh, having to stay in Charleston right. until six p.m. Sunday night and driving back six and a half hours, that was pretty terrible. But I don't know if complaining about staying in Charleston could be something that I could really. And feel you did <laughs> some other cool stuff while you were there. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we we took in a lot of baseball. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, we were there for the whole week. Wednesday, we saw the Col- College of Charleston baseball team play Sweet. Charleston Southern. That was a good mm-hmm. game. They got a nice facility. Uh, then next night, we went to the Savannah Bananas. That's so cool. That's a bucket list item, by the way. Yeah, and that it was fun. Yeah, it was it, such a production. Like it's insane to see the whole. Do you show. think they spend more time doing like the production or practicing baseball? Probably the production. Yeah, because they're like doing choreographed dance moves yeah. and like bats on fire and different things. Or was the baseball s- like semi good? I mean, would you say that? Yeah, they no. Were I mean, the pitchers. I mean, the pitchers are pumping some heat. I mean, the guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're turning double plays, and I mean, they're they're legitimate baseball players at some point. Like, I right. don't know if they're making a roster now, but I saw right. a picture with you with Mr. Banana. Yeah, yeah. Mr. That's Banana be Man. Your new, um, podcast nickname. Yeah, I saw. Uh, James, I saw AKA him. In Mr. Banana. I yeah. seeked him out, and I was like, dude, i got to get a picture with this guy. James yeah. Banana Man. Uh, next time Roman's in some random town, they're going to be like, hey, do you podcast with Mr. Banana? Yeah, yeah I'm going to say <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. Like Savannah Banana yeah. is like, that's a, they're, are they, they're touring? Did you actually go to Savannah, or were they in Charleston? No, we went to Savannah. That's like, even cooler. That like a two-hour drive down there, um, which was super sketchy, because that day it rained, so there was like a f- storm moving up from the south. Yeah. So we drove down, we were going two hours either way, because we got yeah. gas by some aftermarket ticket price, right. which typically <laughs> is twenty five dollars a ticket. Mm-hmm. I think we paid about one thirty. 
Yeah. So they're not the six to eight dollar ticket Cincinnati Reds games. Uh, <laughs> you but know I, what? Six dollars and thirty cents. One one more thing on the uh, bananas though. You pay for your ticket with a ticket. You get all you can eat concessions. All you can eat and drink. Really? Yeah. Hot dogs, hamburgers, chicken sandwiches, uh, sodas. You know, I thought maybe I I so like I think I was there was a documentary on the guy the, yeah. the owner and mm-hmm. he's like we're not we're not raising our prices we're not gonna raise our ticket prices. Obviously, all these aftermarket, you know, Ticketmaster, StubHub, whatever. Like you can, yeah, yeah. We were we were talking to one of the guys, and he was kind of sitting with us. The guys are all over the place. We had sparked up a conversation. He said pretty much all it's all based off merchandise, and uh, I mean they're not making anything off you know hot dogs, you know. Right. I mean, so so the best way to support them is to buy merch, merchandise, and I think he said there are so, like social media, YouTube videos, and all yeah. that stuff like that. Oh. That's how they make their money. That makes sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Well, and they they do it right. Yeah. yeah, that's the new world we live in, where like YouTube can be a a, a money generator for but someone. To- at one point, there was it's such a production at all times. I missed a home run because something was going on in the stands beside me with yeah. like somebody like somebody work a staff member was doing something trying to get people hype, and I missed a home run. <laughs> wow! Yeah, that's center fielder caught a a pop fly doing a backflip. That's. It's, 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 That's so I mean, cool. I could tell stories about it. It's for like days. the Harlem it's Globetrotters. One hundred percent. If okay, it's baseball, yeah, that makes sense. Better, better, Ooh. better. But with um, have you? I've I've been. All you can eat food. I've seen the Harlem Globetrotters. I saw them in Louisville. That was a cool production. Yeah. But I like baseball more. So yeah. like, okay. If you're a purist of baseball, though, uh, might not be for you. But you know, yeah. maybe once just to say you know, check it off the bucket list no, kind of thing. I'm well. I, so I mean, that's a good transition into the regular baseball season. I mean, the new rules. There was a game under two hours. Yeah, Boston. Boston Red Sox. Yeah, they played a game like um, an hour fifty-seven minutes. Right. So, like, so the new rules are working. They're doing what they're supposed to do, and the game seems to be, for the most part, largely unaffected. Mm -hmm. As far as like, you know, people really upset. I I was one of the people that was upset about the shift, Mm -hmm. and like, it doesn't seem to be that big of a deal. You wanted the shift or didn't want? I want the shift. I I think that if you're a baseball player, you should be able to hit to anywhere in the field. Yeah. Um. But I I love the new pitch clock. I I love that like batters have to stay in the batter's box. You only get one timeout. I like that you can only do two pickoff moves per batter. Like I appreciate all of those things because yeah. stolen bases were are gone have been gone forever. Yeah, and they're they're going to be back this year. They already are up, which yeah. is great. Um, but I am. I'm glad to see that happening. Even even my wife was like, you know what? I think I'd appreciate going to a few more baseball games this season because they're they're shorter right. now. Yeah. I think stolen bases helps out um, mid level teams a little better. Yeah, where you're not just trying to score by hitting home runs; you're manufacturing runs. So, the, like that's the t- that's the kind of baseball I like to watch. Well, it's more of a chess match, you yeah. know. So, yeah. like, um, and that's usually playoff baseball only. But if you get teams that can really take advantage of that, well, small ball used to be a real thing. Yeah, and it went out the window yeah. like yeah. years ago. Um, because of you know metrics and and whatnot, a lot of like basketball and the three pointer. Yeah. Because statistically, from a mid range, you're shooting seven percent better no, than you are from a three. About, so yeah. like, whatever. You're talking um, about velocity off the bat and um, and launch angle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all you care about. Uh, so it's I'm glad these rules are in place. I I think it's going to be great for baseball moving forward and all these people that are like you're ruining the game. They'll be all right. Like yeah. they're eventually going to love it too. Well, that generation will. Eventually, just take it to the grave. Yeah, it's I the mean, baby I mean, boomers. It's going to happen. Boomers. There's going to be a new generation of people, and it has to, that respect sports for a different reason. 100%. And, um, and you're going to have to run with it at some point. Um, also, a new a new rule was a, and maybe I don't know if it was specifically in Philly, 
Um, but they move, they, so no, typically they stop serving alcohol after the seventh inning. Yeah. Milwaukee made a, made a, a they made an adjustment with theirs too. I think stadiums have the right to sort of. Right. Change. And so typically it, it's a, it, like they stop serving at the, at the end of the seventh inning. Or maybe it, maybe it's in the middle of the seventh inning. Yeah. But I think it's at the end. Which sevens in, seven innings is plenty of time plenty, to consume alcohol. Plenty of time. <laughs> like even with the even with like the newer rules and the shorter games, that's still well over more than likely an hour and a half. Yeah. Yes, but I'm I'm a Reds fan, so like I don't drink. But if I was a Reds fan, if I was at a game, I, it may. Well, you got you got plenty of hey. Listen, you like do you got terrible. you're gonna have plenty of money in your pocket uh, because your ticket only cost you six dollars and thirty cents. I know, um, but there was a there was a pitcher um, because the stadium the team decided to move the um, alcohol serving time to the end of the eighth. Yeah, um, he wasn't a fan because um, he says the games are shorter because of the new rules. Why would we not? Why would we push it back instead of move it up? So like, why not the end of the sixth? instead of the end of the eighth. And his reasoning was, he's like, my family drives all these games. I got kids in my car. Yeah. And so now we're serving alcohol later, um, not giving fans the opportunity to really sober up before they get into their car and drive home. That puts my family at risk. That's that's Matt Strom. Matt Strom. Yeah, and so I, I, I mean, I appreciate that take. And yeah. honestly, that's a bold take coming from a pitcher where beer is one of... Probably the most consumed item at a baseball game. I don't see how. It's so expensive. It just, is. I mean, just to watch the prices of food. Right. It's expensive. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been to a few games and just watch people just. I don't know where they. 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 The they, they, they I mean, they hammer beers one after the other after the other. It's. It's. At. You have a guy walking around with a box full of ice, calling out cold beer. You yeah. Know? Like, and so I mean, I don't. I don't like. I don't know what you guys think about it, but I appreciate one him saying that. I his take is completely valid. Yeah. Um, do do we think anything comes from this? If there's a, if there's a tragedy, if there's a situation, MLB may have to regulate it across the board. But I I do appreciate you know letting teams sort of make their own decisions. You know that's sort of my take on government, right? I don't want government to impose all the rules. I want states to have their own opportunities to do what's best for the people. But it does. He he makes a great point. Yeah. And and at what point are you there to watch baseball? Or are you there to drink beer? I'm not even saying get drunk, but I mean, it's crazy to think. It's there are so many traditional things that are tradition in, in baseball, right? Yeah. And people come, and that that's their experience. That's great. But um, but there are some there are some stadiums and some fan bases that are really dangerous. Right. When you get some <laughs> and Phil, Phillies won. The, so yeah, like, yeah, the Phillies. You get the Dodgers and Giants. I mean, that's. Yeah, man. And so then you put alcohol into that mix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it is crazy. You think some of these cities are probably, at the end of these games, the police are probably ready to yeah. make some money for the local economy. <laughs> I mean, you think they're going to monitor this, but I don't know. Well, it's, it's sales as well, though. Yeah. They're not going to change it. If, if, they're, if they're killing it on alcohol sales, they're not going to change that. Well, the, yeah, the Reds, for instance. You're going to the game for free, basically. Yeah, yeah. So they're making they have to make money somehow. The Reds are only they're averaging averaging under twenty thousand people a game. Yeah. So that's not very. So many. they're, I don't know how if it's merchandise or what they're they have to be losing. Or money. the Brewers. I mean, you have like right. Or they Anheuser Busch's headquarters. You know, right. I mean, like, I will say. Um, or Milwaukee or whatever. Anheuser Busch is in their headquarters in St. Louis. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, it's called Busch Stadium. Yeah. And this whole issue with them supporting this uh trans creator the sales at um 
for beer at Bush Stadium are have plummeted this year. By the way, um, fans are not buying as much beer in St. Louis well, in like in like Bush Stadium's history um, because I of have a bewildered look on my face. Are we talking about Budweiser? Choosing to, they supported a transgender creator. Oh, okay, okay. I saw a bunch of. Yeah, I don't know if you saw Kid Rock. Sh- I don't know if you saw Kid Rock shoot no. like a thirty pack of. I heard it on the. You uh, say yeah, creator. Oh, what do you mean by creator? So he's just like a social media influencer, like on oh, YouTube, oh, oh, oh. and um, they chose to have a can with that person's face on it. Oh, and oh, okay. And I, I checked out an article about this, and like all the other, um, all the other distilleries or whatever have done something similar during Prime Month or stuff and people mm-hmm. maybe have been paying attention. Right. So I think people are shocked, but they have like they've lost over a billion dollars in sales this year. Wow. Um right. Hey, I mean like it is a the CEO came out and apologized ish. It was the worst yeah. apology of all time. Uh he said he was like, "Oh, we're sorry for getting in the middle of something that's so divisive." This is this is the most American response I've ever seen. Like people could be uh, so polarized about yeah. transgender issues. We're not going to make that because it's of a, of a good moral dis- decision. We're going to mm. make that decision because it affects my beer choice. <laughs> you're yeah. not, you're not I mean, putting that person on my beer can. It's like it's crazy how it's, it's like it's sports and beer is what people are going to get high, are going to get crazy about yeah. when it comes to right. the transgender issue. And as a church league <laughs> podcast, I was like, I wish they kind of took the moral, moral high road about. Yeah, you know, I kind of wish that we were cool with you know there being a man and a woman, and that's how God created them. But like whatever, I mean, but, like it, it's a. It's interesting. I I don't know if people aren't drinking it because of their their moral compass right. or because they're Christians or I mean statistically, eighty percent of individuals in the United States say that they believe in the same God we believe in. Right. Um, so I don't I don't know if that's I think that's what, what that is. I think it's not just with with beer choice or what vehicle you choose to drive. People identify really seriously about their traditional you know, favorites, yeah. right? So, like, you start messing with Ford or Chevy or Dodge. Yeah. You start messing with certain um, other brands, mm-hmm. and people lose their minds. Yeah. I mean, people get really... The Coke-Pepsi debate forever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, people identify so deeply with some of these brands because it's not only their favorite, but it's a traditional favorite of their family, of their culture, of their area. It's it's crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm glad that there's some backlash to this. I don't know if... Drinking beer is the re- is the form for that for me, you know. But yeah, um, it does create a discussion. It's interesting. I didn't know we were going to get to this point in the podcast. Well, I mean, I the, rea- the sure. reality is, I didn't really think about it until we were we, until like I was like, oh yeah, I, I had read the article that they had lost a bunch of they mm-hmm. had lost a bunch of sales on 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 alcohol because of that. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense that we were talking about it during this. You know, are we serving beer later or earlier in a game? Yeah, and um, there are a lot of people that aren't buying that beer at all. So right. um, I don't know. It's it's something to think about. It, it, it's it's interesting what affects the sports world in a in a weird way. Sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know we're we're getting way more into the the sports world and more into like m- you know moral and spiritual issues when we get into in, when we get into these topics. But I, I I think that like it's an easy transition from the sports talk into that. Well, yeah, and you talk about advertising in general. Everyone's trying to get more creative with how they advertise. Yeah. Could you imagine that same decision being made by NASCAR? Right. And and the the the, the cover of their car was that individual or, or you know, it would be just they just bring bring lose their just mind. bring back the old Jeff Gordon uh, rainbow car. Right. So there's <laughs> there's so many things yeah. that um, advertising is such a component of it. 
And it's like players, John Morant, whenever he made some poor decisions, mm-hmm. he lost some, some money. And not necessarily just from the NBA, but from those sponsorships. You know, those things make the world go round. Um, that's why the Reds can charge nothing for their tickets and probably not make any money on food, but they have a sponsor that's yeah. taking that loss and they have a group of people that's figuring that out. Yeah. Um, all that balance in that makes a, makes it really difficult. Yeah. Um, right. Well, so uh, just to transition into our next sports issues, topics, whatever, it's with the hockey playoffs currently happening. Um, and I guess fans drink beer at hockey games too, so there's the there transition, I guess. Um, Beer's colder at a hockey game than it is a baseball game. So, <laughs> by the way... <laughs> I <laughs> so I was in um, I was in Texas and this the Blues were play, were playing the Stars actually a playoff game mm-hmm. um, this was years ago and like I was given tickets they were actually great they were like seven rows up right behind the goal they were sick and um, I brought a, I brought a friend with me his name is Glenn and he had never been to a hockey game before mm-hmm. but he was a hockey fan. And he shows up and like, all right, I go to pick him up. He's in shorts and a t-shirt. I'm like, hey, Glenn, like, it's gonna be cold. <laughs> it's gonna be chilly. It's gonna bud. be cold. And he's like, no, it's not. I'm like, no, it's hockey. Like, <laughs> it's ice, man. Like, it's gonna be really. He's like, no, I'm gonna be fine. And I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, like, I got a hoodie on and yeah. and jeans. And he's like, I mean, to be fair, it's Texas. It was, you know, right. so it was. I mean, it's it's hot. It was like at least 90. You know the stars, though. They see him walk in. They're like, yes, he's hitting the merch shop right off the bat. <laughs> well, that's exactly what he... We, we, got, we got to our seats, and he was like, dude, it's cold. I'm like... I need to go buy some sweatpants. He was like, no, Joe, this dude bought an $80 hoodie because that's the only option that was available. And I'm like, I told you, man. Yeah, that's funny. I was, was wondering how that ice situation worked down there. Yeah, like, what did you... Come on, Glenn. Well, I mean, hockey, hockey playoffs is probably the, the best time to watch it because it means the most. The Stanley Cup is such a... It, it, you want to talk about best trophies or best um, traditional championships? The Stanley Cup is, tr- you know, people take it very seriously, and it's mm-hmm. cool that it travels. Uh, but right now the Bruins are super hot. They yeah. they set a record for wins, set a record for points, points differential. Um, so, you know, it's really interesting to see um, some really good teams out there. And will that, will that translate into the playoffs? Um, you know, I don't have a local team necessarily. Um I, I cheered for the the New Jersey Devils because I like their jersey. I have a, I have a New Jersey Devils jersey. As a minister, you're a fan of the Devils. Well, he's a fan of the Blue Devils, so. But well, we clearly know that the Devil is red and has horns yeah. and a pitchfork. Yeah. This is tattooed on my back. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> no, um, when I was in high school. It was the Seinfeld was episode, wasn't having it? Having a hockey jersey was a popular thing. Right, no, for sure. And I remember the day I went with a friend. We went and got jerseys. I got a New Jersey Devil jersey. It was cool looking. And um, it was a thing. But I was probably maybe a, a Blues fan because they were more local. Um, but, you yeah. know, hockey for me, I've never been to a game. Oh. That would probably change my opinion on Yeah, it. we need to change that. Yeah. Have um, you been to a uh, the Admirals? Local? North no. Admirals? Really? No. Yeah, we need to check out a game. Yeah. Um, I will say that hockey, that hockey playoff game that I went to, that Stars-Blues game, yeah. is the best live sports event I have ever been to. It was the crowd was amazing, the game was incredible. It also went to overtime, so that's yeah. helpful. Um, but like I was even at the this was years ago when I got to see Durant, Harden, Westbrook play mm-hmm. um, when they were for the, when they were on the Thunder. I got to see them play the Grizzlies and went to triple overtime oh, at, wow. at FedEx, and it was incredible. Like that was an incredible 
time at that, but like the hockey game was still better. I like, think really? that sport yes. is the biggest difference between live and in, and on TV. Oh yeah, for like, sure. Yeah, I, watching hockey on TV, it's it's tough. I think like it's, unless you have investment, you know. I think yeah. us as people who talk about sports, we probably need to invest in going to a live. It's not a bad idea. Game to be able to then make a, a reasonable judgment. Well, um, I mean, we got the. Islanders playing the Hurricanes, the Panthers playing the Bruins. Yeah, we shoot down to Raleigh, go to a uh, Hurricanes game. Yeah, dude. Let's do it. Um, we got the Wild playing the Stars, the Kings, Oilers. I mean, I think hockey's interesting. It's not like soccer for me. It's such an international draw that yeah. there's some parts about it I just don't get. Um, but I, I respect it, man. It is hardcore. I can barely, I can skate. I can't skate fast. Yeah. I mean, they're out there with, you know, dangerous. Things on their feet. <laughs> I played hockey, life or death type of stuff. Out I played there. hockey in St. Louis, yeah, um, like an adult league, oh, and wow. it was painful. Ice hockey? Mm-hmm. Jeez, I'm not good at it. I don't yeah. want to pretend like I'm good at it. But it was like a bunch of guys from my church were like, "Hey, we play hockey on the weekends. You want to come try it?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, great. Let's do that." It's like I would look like a Canada? baby deer out there Mistake. trying to figure it out. <laughs> Mistake. Well, actually, I that, thought, that stick might help. Actually, so like level you out. I am real okay. So probably too much honesty at the moment. <laughs> I hear on a regular basis, "Oh, you're faster than you look." Deceptively athletic. Yeah. Wow. Like, imagine what would happen if you lost twenty pounds. Like that. <laughs> those are the comments that I get consistently. <laughs> And um, and so I thought, oh, you know, like my athleticism will do me something. Absolutely not. Uh, no, like my athleticism helped me stand yeah. on ice. I will say just weight doesn't necessarily equate athleticism. Some right. of the most athletic people are some of the heaviest athletes in the world. So, you know, these NFL guys, some of these guys who oh, put yeah. on a ton of weight and then they go out and they do amazing things athletically. Um, Zion so Williamson? That that stereotype of oh if you were fitter no right there's a certain body type for certain games right yeah and so you just happen to be the perfect body type for being good at all things or sure. mediocre at all things. really there it is let's keep that yeah. like <laughs> like like he's he's okay i'll pick him pull up. that comment back uh the uh compliment yeah. back a little bit there um pretty good for a white guy yeah <laughs> get that comment conversation so, oh my directly. gosh you have no idea how many times i've received it on a basketball it's usually court. After the game, you're like, oh, I'm surprised. Huh. Yeah, can we'll I tell pa- you guys? We'll can I tell time. you guys my nickname in South Carolina? Yes, please. Well, there was um, I shouldn't be saying this on the podcast either, but it's not like inappropriate. But mm-hmm. I um there's a bunch of guys that we used to play, um, kind of like what we do at Williams Farm. Uh-huh. Um is called Odell Weeks. Shout out to Pharrell Williams, by the way. Sh- shout out to Pharrell Williams. <laughs> Come hang out, man. Um also wax the gym floor, please. It's really dusty. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh so I, I was the only white guy, and they called me mayonnaise, or, awesome. and and I got mayo a lot. Like I don't, I mayo, see, I don't know a about lot. that man. It was a, ridiculous, right? That's like, stupid. It's, yeah. it's dumb. It's because you're tangy. You're it was sour. like, oh, look at that mayo, mayo. Like, I've, I, I've heard like comparisons to other like white, ba- like heard. back in the day, like in Richmond, they like be like Wally, call me Wally Zerbiak oh, or something, yeah. Kevin Love or something yeah. like that from like a, you know, a look You kind of look like Kevin Love a little bit. Hey, one but of the Mayo, cool- that's straight up disrespectful. <laughs> I mean, I got, I got, I, I always like, oh yeah, like OJ Mayo and like, no, well, there was Mayo, not a comparison like to that guy. No, no, yeah. no, I, yeah, and now mostly I get comparisons to like white basketball players. Yeah. Um, one time someone said I, I played like Marcus Smart, 
which is a which is foul the heck which out is, of him which is hot garbage because I I'm I'm terrible at defense. <laughs> like I don't, you just like, fouled him really hard. Yeah, like, he was like, oh, stop. I like you know long for was that Nick? Or was that was, Nick? No, Nick did not say that. Um, <laughs> but to transition from hockey playoffs, the NBA playoffs are happening. Yeah, they are. Um, something I care way more about than hockey, and that's just a true statement. Yeah. Um, if you don't like it, come at us. Yeah, hey, if you don't like that, you don't like <laughs> Kings basketball. Uh, or you don't like NBA. If you don't like that, you like NBA basketball or something like that. I don't know. That's what the Kings announcer says on a regular Light basis. The beam. Um, we'll talk about the Kings uh, Warriors here in a second because obviously there was some controversy last night. Um, but the 76ers net series, uh, that game yesterday um, was the first time, and I can't remember how many, se- like, a, like several years, that neither team – Scored over 100 points in a playoff game. It was like 96 to, well, I mean, I have right here, it was 96 84. So you're saying there was some defense involved? There was, there was some defense and some, you know, not great. Also, the 76ers kind of turned it off in the last two minutes. Like they didn't have to score. Right. So they, they, they literally ran the play clock, the shot clock down, and then turned it over just so they didn't have to have the whistle blow. The last two possessions. Well, so Cam Johnson got shut down in the second half because I believe at the end of the first half he had 22 yeah, he points. Had, yeah, he had 22 points. Did um, you see that dunk he had on Embiid? He, oh, my gosh. Oh, he, he came in hard. He yammed on Joel Embiid. And, and, and Embiid got there a little bit late, but, mm-hmm. like, he still – like, it was still, like, absolute em, Embiid had on. some payback later in the game, though. He got him a nasty dunk, uh, block. Cam mm-hmm. Johnson, he started out, hit a three, hit a two in the lane, hit a fadeaway two. Like mm-hmm. he he was doing all the things and he was I mean wasn't even hitting the rim I mean he was he was on at the first half of that. Uh, Mikel Bridges he reminds me a lot of Kevin Durant how he shoots the ball. Have you noticed that? Well, yeah, it's so high. He brings his, it yes. out in front of him. Yeah, I mean, I would assume that that would get like stripped more um, because yep. of how far out it right. goes. But yeah. like I mm. I will say I'm not a Nets fan or a Sixers fan. Um, I'm proud of the Nets for being in the playoffs after their. Team yes. got traded away, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, they're going to be terrible." And guess what? They may, in the long term, get a better end of the deal. With they look better now without. Superstars. I'm not saying he's going to be better than Durant, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, what with Bridges and the what they could get because of that trade. Right. What they'll end up. Being. I mean, Embiid going 20, 19, and seven, nineteen rebounds, outrageous. Embiid um, drives me nuts. Yeah, Maxi balled out with thirty three points. Mm-hmm. He's so big, and he's so he's. So deceptively athletic out there. He can do anything on the court. Yes, he can. But he's also one of the low-key, not to say dirty, but he is constantly agitating everyone around him. Oh, absolutely. Like, um, Curry came in and had three free throws at the end of the game. He made the first one, and then Embiid, like, put the ball in his chest. And you could see him kind of smiling. But he's just picking at the what's going on the whole time. He plays that game, too. And I'm like... To me, that's not what an MVP does, but that's also who he is. Mm-hmm. So you kind of like take what you get. Right. But it works for them, but he is constantly putting pressure, not just with defense or offense, but just mental pressure on teams. It's really interesting to watch. Yeah, he's he's one of those people that like he – so like they, they trapped him early and often. And in the first half, he couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Um, and the coaching – Clearly, there there were clearly the coaching adjustments worked because um, they were down by five at halftime, mm-hmm. I believe, and and so it was nice to see those adjustments. But I want to see Joel Embiid 
make those adjustments from first quarter to second right. quarter, not first half to second half. They they interviewed Maxie afterwards. Maxie ended up with thirty three points. Tyrese Maxie, and um, he said, "Hey, he was impressed with Joel finding the open man. Yeah, you know, he figured it out. And, it, and I guess it does take some time." It, they said, "You know, what are you going to do? You know, next game?" And it's like, "Well, we're going to have to see what they do first. They're kind of responding to what the other teams do." Yeah. I don't know if I like that narrative. I'm like, "You're the better team. You should be making them respond to you." Yeah. But um, but if they're going to double Joel, I mean, he's going to get some shots. He's going to throw an elbow through your skull. <laughs> and then um, he's going to find an open man. That's what he does. Well, and, I mean, he got – I mean, there were times he even got tripled, like, at yeah. top of the key. And, like, that just doesn't even seem like a solid defensive strategy. No. Because Joel Embiid is a legitimate seven-footer. So he – not like, not only can he still see over your two point guards that are trying to – trap him yeah. he can easily pass over them so you got two guys open instead of just one that's where i think the bucks the celtics some of these teams with length yeah are really gonna mess with the sixers that's why they can't they did they did pick apart the zone that the nets threw at them yeah. in the third quarter i mean they made that zone look stupid and it, it was the, impressive it is the nets it is the it is the nets yeah however um however. i mean it, i don't know like the fact that they held the 76ers under 100 points yeah. is impressive. That's what they're going to have to do to win. Right. Um, but they can do it. I mean, Joel Embiid with only 20 points is is, is that's you, how you're going to win. You think this, this ends up 4-0? Yes, I do. I, I, I understand. I do. Yeah. I want the Nets to win one. Yeah. And, like, maybe if Dinwiddie loses his mind on a game, they can right. win one. But that's what's going to have to happen. Boy. Well, I don't think I mean, yeah, right. I mean, yeah. you, you can. I yeah. mean, but like that's what that's what the Kings are doing with Malik Monk. They've the, um, the Nets have five guys that could be twos or threes on any team, but yes. they really don't have the one. And that's what happens when all your ones are head cases and they leave for other teams. Correct. But um, but they're they're a good foundation of a team. It'll be interesting to see if they can get any free agency draw. Yeah. Um. Well, now we can talk about the Suns and. The Clippers game, because that game was yeah. Right now, the ridiculous. Suns and Kevin Durant have many, as many wins as the Nets do. Correct, and so um, I mean, it was a. I'm not a Russell Westbrook fan, and that game just made me feel so good to watch him crumble at three and nineteen shooting for the yeah. Floor. So I texted you at the end of that game. Yes, and I, I was afraid it was going to be too late. Was that that, that text was. Just uh, just at the end of that game, and then the announcer was like, "Oh, the Nuggets game's coming on after this," and I'm like, "There's another game? <laughs> oh yeah, it's eleven o'clock. Oh yeah, this is insane. Yeah. I can't. I'm not even thinking about staying up for that one." Mm-hmm. But he was terrible. Yep. And part of me, and I'm not a Russell Westbrook fan either, was like, "Yes, let him be terrible." And then they come down. It's a key play. They're what? They're um they're up by one, or the game's game's mm-hmm. almost tied or whatever. Yeah. And um, Kawhi's being guarded by Durant, can't get Kawhi the ball. And so Westbrook has to go to the rack, and he gets fouled. 60-something percent, he drains both free throws. He does. Comes down, blocks Booker. As Booker's complaining about the block, throws it off of Booker's leg and makes one of the most basketball plays I've seen in a long time to win a game. And that's a block and a, and a turnover. And I'm like, dang it. <laughs> it was right. impressive. It was right. impressive. Because he could have just given up at three and nineteen, three of nineteen, he could have been like, you know what, I'm not here for this. Mentally checked out. He is so on edge all the time with trying to be a competitor 
that that's where that pays off to have him but, on your team. But I don't know if that wins you a championship. Right. But it was a, it was a disgusting embarrassment of a game for him until it mattered the most. He hit two free throws. He made a block and a turnover at the end of the game, and they won the game. He won the game for them. But you see, I mean, yeah, so we see three for 19, but he was, he was not far off from a triple-double. Look, I mean, nine points. That's what's crazy. Nine, ten, ten rebounds eight. and yeah. eight assists. Like He cannot take the second most shots on the team, though. He, but without he, Paul George, I mean, he cannot take a shot. I would. I want to see Nicholas Batum, Eric Gordon take more right. shots. I want to see Norman Powell take more shots than yeah. him. I mean, Colin Powell, Norman Schwartzkopf. Listen, he had Norman Powell. Listen, Norman Powell took ten shots. He shot fifty percent from the floor. Yeah. Westbrook, pass the ball. You Be put, a facilitator. This is what happens when it's in his hands, right? It's they're gonna lose. That's also like the fact they're up one zero. They're, they're the Clippers. Sure, they're they're up one zero, but I I don't think Chris Paul is only going to have seven points. He shot eight times. Now so, he's old. Chris Paul's getting old. So yeah, yeah. bigger disappointment is that Russell Westbrook's game or Chris Paul's first. Game? I mean, he also almost had a triple double: eleven rebounds and ten assists, seven points. Um, but he also knew his role, shooting eight shots. I and think if Westbrook who, facilitates more, it's not a five-point game. It's a ten-point game. Who in the heck is not boxing out where Chris Paul gets 11 rebounds? Um, Eric Gordon. That is Because my man only has one rebound. Hey, Westbrook only turned the ball over twice, which saves that, that stat line for him. When is, uh, when's George come back? That's is a – That is – I don't know who wrote that two-turnover garbage, but – 18 of those shots should be considered turnovers. Right. I get it. He had, like, three air balls. I mean, I, they're, they're, a, they're an offense that's struggling without one of their main players, and he gets right. to the end of the shot clock, and he has to put something up. There's not a favorable shot for him, really. The, the most favorable shot is some kind of in-the-lane runner that could also be missed badly and turned into an alley-oop. Right. Right. So it would be nice if he took that role of being a facilitator and a rebounder, and he does. He seems to put up. Put up stats in those areas, but if you're if you're banking on Westbrook at this point to help you win a championship, yeah, you're not going. You're not gonna. Yeah, no, you're, you're, not. you're not. You're not gonna win. But I just like it's an interesting. I was impressed with the play, those plays at the end of the game, not to make me a fan, but to make me someone who respects the fact that he didn't give up. And if I'm a coach, I'm out there like, hey, you can't give up. We're gonna need you. That's that's the tape that you show. He had a terrible game. And he saved the game at the end, and the Clippers are up 1-0. Well, that's one thing you could never say about Westbrook's game. He is always playing as hard as he oh, can possibly play. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree with that statement. Kevin Durant took the third quarter off from shooting the ball. He literally didn't attempt a field he, goal. I, he blows my mind. I, can't, I don't get it. I don't know if he has to have another one, like uh, an alpha in the, in the offense that kind of makes him feel more confident. But he just I, – I, it's weird to say that I think he struggles with knowing what to do on the basketball court because he's one of the best players in the world. Yeah, but he, you can't do that. Not against the Clippers. You got to put this team away in the third quarter. That's what has made the Warriors so good with Steph and those guys. Is they have a killer mentality in the third quarter. Kevin Durant, come on, dude! Like, put this team away in the third quarter. You shouldn't even be talking about Russell Westbrook saving the game at the end. Yeah, you know, it just shouldn't be. In a, it shouldn't be a conversation. Yeah, I mean, to only if I if Kevin Durant is taking, in my opinion, if Kevin Durant is taking less than twenty shots, it's a mistake. He took. He was seven for fifteen. I need Kevin Durant shooting at least twenty times. He's just too good. I mean, oh, he has that he has that pull up elbow mid range jumper that he doesn't see a single defender ever when he shoots. Yeah, like why is and and I know that you can't just do the same thing every every time. Yeah. But like, I get they're figuring it out. They haven't had a lot of games together with him, right? Um, so I don't know. Man. It, it, interesting. I mean, and also, I mean, 
Kawhi Leonard is guarding Kevin Durant. Kawhi Leonard's a phenomenal defensive player. Yeah. I mean, he's got a seven foot one wingspan. His arms are. It wild. is outrageous. Um, but I mean, yeah, I could. He looks like a pterodactyl out there. I could amazing. harp on. Wait for him just. Wait for him just fly off one day. It's incredible. I mean, there's not really much to say about the Nuggets Timberwolves. The Nuggets are gonna. They're gonna. The they're gonna four zero them. Timberwolves are in the playoffs. Yeah. They don't. In my opinion, they don't really deserve to be there. No. They. they <laughs> no. They're they're punching each other. They're punching the walls of the stadium. Then you get one of your players with a broken hand. One of your players gets ejected for or suspended for punching his own teammate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a mess. Um, what's the Anderson guy that Gobert punched? Robbie Anderson? Chris Anderson? Chris? Is it Chris? No, Kyle, Kyle Anderson. Kyle. Kyle. Kyle Anderson. This dude, he, he, it drives me nuts watching him. He has a rough-looking shot. Now, he must do something to keep him in the NBA, but they're – come on, dude. Right. Well, I, yeah. I, I mean, watched Jamal Crawford doing uh, highlights from, like, TNT or whatever, and I'm like, can he not play – yeah, I better than this dude still. <laughs> um, I will say um, a take that I saw that I actually originally thought was outrageous, and then I looked into it more, was this is the most help LeBron has ever had in a playoff game. It's a true statement. This is the most help as far as points scored by other players on his team right. that, he, like, that he has ever had in any playoff series ever. And wow. that is nuts. Because it's, it's Austin stinking Reeves. And Hold on, with any team? And Hachimura. Yes, as far as a combined, yeah. like, multiple players over 20 points. So that's even, like, going to the heat days yes. with Bosch and Wade and mm-hmm. all those guys. Well, yeah, wow. because Wade's getting 20, you know, whatever. Yeah. And Bosch maybe had one or two games over 20. Yeah. But, like, that was it. Not consistently. No, yeah. one, else, no one else on those teams is Somebody would it. just take over. Yeah, yeah. he's got yeah. four guys over 20 points. Yeah, Reeves, dude. That guy, he's my hero. Austin Reeves incredible. He's getting paid. Austin Reeves, and I, I said it. I said the other day, Austin Reeves is offensive Alex Caruso. Yeah. Um, and LeBron really LeBron liked Alex Caruso. Yeah. He, you know, he. LeBron also said he really likes Austin Reeves. He plays in the system. Yeah. He does what he's supposed to do. He also has a little bit of flair every now and then, and likes to show up for the ladies. It is interesting um, to see LeBron and some of the players he's played with, some of the players that have wanted to play with him and yeah. that hadn't worked out. I do I do respect the fact that he really desires to put players who want to play right around him. Yes. And this team I had lost all respect for, and I was rooting for them not to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Lakers in particular, LeBron James maybe even more. I, I'm, I'm going to say I'm putting some respect on the name. The Lakers are going to be – they're going to be a tough out. for They're a tough team. Yes. They're put together well at this point, and they're healthy. And so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with the Lakers because the West is wide open. I got some serious injuries happening. You know, Morant got hurt, and I don't think that really hurts Memphis. They played without him Mm -hmm. often. Yep. But um, they played better without him statistically. Um, I like, I want to look at this number right here Anthony Davis, seven Seven blocks. blocks. How about LeBron? There were five turnovers. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, LeBron is their primary ball handler at this point. I mean, I mean, D'Angelo Russell is still learning the system. Um, He also, I mean, LeBron with only 16 shots. That's less than Russell, that's less than Davis. It's not as few as Stinkin' Hachimura, who only who had took fourteen shots, but dude took Ray Hachimura, man. Dude, what a great pickup! So they make the Lakers that he makes the Lakers look like geniuses yeah. picking him up midseason. Yeah. I mean, I figured he was going to be helpful for them. I didn't know he and that Reeves was going to create some problems for the Lakers because you're going to have to pay these guys or you're going to have to ship them off, and that's what always happens with the Lakers. Sure. Now, D'Angelo Russell, you get him back after you've shipped him off, right? But you know, they they, they kind of they kind of work these things out eventually, but. Um, it's it's pretty impressive to watch. Now the Grizzlies, I I, I guess I had an inflated expectation. Of the Grizzlies, um, they're a hot mess 
sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're a good team. They've been a good team for a while, so you, you assume they figure it out, and they still may. They're very confident. They're like, all right, bring LeBron. That's the matchup we want. Yep. And uh, Dylan Brooks was like, all right. Um, was it Brooks or someone was like, it was Bain. Okay, Hatch- Hachimura, you did good. Let's see if you could do it two games in a row. Yeah, I, mm, I'm i not a fan but of the you Grizzlies win those home games. You got to win, this. dude. Listen, you're the two seed. They're the seven seed. You better calm down. They are the annoying people that you play and you beat them and you beat them over and over and they continue to talk trash. And you're yes. like, I don't even understand what's in I your – What's interesting, going? like – is that um, is that a key component of just winning at a high level, having a very short memory and be like, all right, but you can, but you can't do it again. Like, <laughs> like right. I'm I'm a competitive person when it comes to like card games. And yeah, I lose. I'm like, all right, we're playing again. Yeah, best out of seven, best out of ten, best out of whatever. I mean, like, let's go again. Um, I'm I'm here for it until I walk away a champion. Right, and so maybe that's where these guys are at. I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, you look at these stats. Like Dylan Brooks supposed to be this defensive stopper. He has no steals, no blocks. I mean, like he's a plus bomb. minus is minus eighteen. I mean, every one every one of their starters is a minus. Is is has some sort of Dylan Brooks two for nine from the three point. I mean, five for thirteen. He might as well be Russell Westbrook. I mean, like I mean, it, the reality is he's garbage. Not helpful. I love that. I love to see the villains lose, especially in the playoffs. It makes me feel so good. Hey, speaking of villains. I watched the Kings game last night. I think we all did. Yeah, we did. Um, you know, seeing Green, Draymond Green, kind of Christian Leighton or somebody. They really you want like that together. People really what? no. Um, <laughs> you talking about stomping on the chest? Did no, um, not Christian Leighton? Um, Leighton stomped on who? Do you, it was a Kentucky game, I think. And the he stepped on somebody. That's yes. all. That's I thought you were awesome. talking about Grayson Allen. No, Grayson Allen definitely trips. Like I'm older than you. I'm going to bring a Christian Leighton. Um, I will say. That I mean, the, the, so here's the scenario: a shot. I was like a little floater was put up, I think, by Malik Monk, and he missed. Um, Clay Thompson is uh, boxing out Sabonis. Sabonis flops, like legitimately. Clay yes. Thompson's not throwing Sabonis to the ground. No, um, so he falls. Um, he falls into Draymond Green. Um, Draymond Green's legs, and then as he like turns over, grabs. Draymond Green's leg. Like, it's not like a maybe grab. No, he grabbed that thing like he's about to get swept away yeah, by a like river. like he was putting it in like a chokehold. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. I mean, for real. And yeah. and so Draymond Green tries to get up, and he cannot. And so he puts his foot back back down where there is space available <laughs> onto Sabonis' chest. He did now, it solidly because, you know, he didn't He did it solidly time. because who cares? Like, yeah. the reality is he grabbed his leg, and Draymond Green's not the guy that's like, right. oh, sorry, buddy. Yeah. That's I'll, not who he is. I'll just no. stand here and wait for you to let go. Well, I mean, you, I've said you play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. Yeah. Like, if you grab Draymond's leg, you're going to get kicked. Yes. And p- people want to make a bigger deal out of it than it is. I agree. I mean, it happens. It's, it's, it's now his... His response and how he's going to sort of put his foot down mm-hmm. is based on what you did, and and you know I don't I don't think kicking somebody or stomping on somebody is a, a really good move, right? But if <laughs> in, in his head that's how he stays healthy and doesn't twist his ankle, then I guess I don't have a right to say anything about that. Christian Leitner, by the way, that was Aminu Timberlake, Kentucky. Okay. And he stepped. On, they were laying um, out of bounds, and he like. I do. Yeah, I don't necessarily but approve. The fact that there's more than one. Duke is that a player, taught thing? <laughs> yeah, but the Maybe. fact that there's more than one Duke player that may or may they not practice be with dirty. the soccer team every once in a while. I get yeah. it. <laughs> I don't. I just. I. I hate the fact that it was like is a flagrant one for Sabonis and a flagrant two for Draymond, and Draymond gets ejected. It's a four point game. The yeah. Warriors had a little bit of momentum in that moment, and then Draymond's out. 
He's their best defensive player. Right. Yeah. I mean, Steph hits his free throw, and um, and Sabonis misses both of his. Yeah. It was really funny to watch. Ball don't lie. Do what? Ball, Ball don't, don't lie. lie. Yeah, Rasheed so Wallace, like, baby. Um, Pool's on the bench, and he's over there like doing spirit fingers <laughs> while Sabonis is shooting. It's funny to watch him because he looks like a child. He is a child. It's so funny he's to watch, but man. he's like, watch this. And he and Sabonis almost didn't even draw iron on the second shot. Yeah. And I, in my head, I'm like, wow, that play is going to define this game. But it did create an opportunity for the, the Warriors to draw a little closer. But, yes, without Green, you lose some of that edge. I mean, Jordan Poole can't have four points no he like you can't four points one for seven i mean like that's the reason why they lost these first two games yes you need someone to hit hit a couple of shots and i, I don't know. know you think that's the wiggins thing like is, is wiggins coming in kind of upsetting the pools maybe i'm i have never been a big jordan pool fan i don't like him in the system he's too much of a playmaker and I think he takes away moments from Steph Curry where I want Steph shooting the shot and not Jordan Poole. Yeah. Like, if you're going to put them in the same situation where right. we're doing some ridiculous dribbling and then pulling up from three, I want Steph Curry before anyone else that has ever been in the NBA. Um, Jordan Poole is too sporadic, too many turnovers, um, doesn't help other people get involved because I don't think other people know what he's going to do, like on his own team. That's why he got punched in the face by Draymond Green. They use it to their advantage for sure. Sure. I, mean, it, I, I watch Steph play, and I'm thinking, man, I just every time he gets the ball, when I see him do something special, it is so hard because he's being double teamed. Right. I mean, yeah, he, he moves. He works harder than anybody to get his shots. Absolutely. But I just, it is so difficult for him to be able to do that at that level. He is. He is insane to watch. Mm-hmm. So having someone like Poole that can create that. I think it's important. I would like to see Poole be better when Steph's not on the court. Right. Like, you need him to fill in those gaps. Well, I think – look at I mean, look at that turnover column. I mean, I, watching it in the first half, it was dis- – oh, I thought – oh, Yeah, I thought outrageous. they were just going to get blown out they somehow. They over, like, three of the first four well, possessions. Both, it was, both teams had nine turnovers in the first quarter. Kerr's okay with a bunch of turnovers because that's what you get with his offense. Correct. But – yeah, but you have you two players road, with five. You're not road games like that. As long as yeah. the turnovers don't turn into points, the turnovers don't really matter. Yeah. Um, and that's what Kerr – and Kerr said that after the first quarter. He was like, our defense picked us up, so the turnovers didn't hurt us. And if we have turnovers that don't turn into points, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, you hardly got any help off the bench. You know? Yeah, the, King, the Kings offense looked like it was easy to get to. DiVincenzo, sure. I expect a little more out of him. Absolutely. I mean, nothing? Yeah, no nothing po- from DiVincenzo? That's two, not – you can't have that. You got and two rebounds, man. The Warriors are in that game at the end, so it's – yeah, it's, it's yeah, a good yeah. sign for the Warriors, and it's a bad sign for the I Warriors. mean, the reality is we shouldn't be surprised that they lost two games on the road. They won 11 total games on the road all season. That's disgusting. They're the third worst um, defending champion team on the road in the history of the NBA um, as far as games won. Yeah. I mean, and that is – so, like, no one should be surprised when they went 0-2 – on the road. I mean, like, that should just be what we yeah. expect. Now, they're going to have to win one, obviously, to, to win the series. Right. But, I mean, um, they have let's let's just win the home ones first. Let's if win they the get to a game first. seven, I'm putting my money on them. I'm not going to bet. Absolutely. Because they've been there. and I, uh, it, The Kings have looked better than I, what I expected. Now, I haven't seen the Kings play a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've heard a lot about this, you know, the, the, the they're team l- chemistry they have. They're the, literally they're the best offense the best in the NBA. offense of the game, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, mean, I don't know, like – uh, I mean, Nick's Cleveland. The takeaway that I have from that is Brunson's the real deal. Yeah, yeah. A phenomenal player. 
I mean, I at well, first Randall too. Randall's a Randall, oh yeah, he's balling yeah. out, dude. When Doncic said that he missed Brunson, I was like, "What are you talking about?" And then I was right. like, "Oh shoot, never mind." Yeah, I'd you miss know, him too. Brunson's dad is a coach on that team. I did not know yeah. that. It's pretty incredible to watch. There's like a father and son. Moment. Isn't wait? Isn't Doc Rivers Seth Curry's father-in-law? Yes, that is a true so. statement. Yeah, that is. Yeah, they they mentioned it, and I'm like, oh yeah. You think that ever gets awkward? <laughs> like, Doc Rivers is what is Seth Curry's father-in-law? Wow. And I love to see the 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 cogs turn in your head. Right yeah, now. and then Damian the, the pickup game at Thanksgiving <laughs> between the Rivers <laughs> yeah. family and the Curry family. Right. Da- uh, Damian Lee is. Their brother is is Steph is Steph and Seth's brother in law, yep. and they were on and they were he was on the Warriors with Curry. He's not anymore. Yeah, but yeah, I mean like it's crazy that like the Curry family's like hey let's all hang out with everybody in the NBA. <laughs> I will say it's comical watching Seth run around out there. It's just like you just you know rocking the number thirty two. Like, he was supposed to be the man. You're like you're he not, played for Duke, right? Yeah, and he yeah. was good at Duke. He was good at Duke. He was a good collegiate player. I'd I'd be like Austin Rivers, the same thing, right? Yeah, both of them hit the NBA and kind of. I think the Knicks could could be dangerous for a round or two. I'm, I'm shocked that Cleveland yeah. had figured it out, but I think they're still missing a piece. I think Donovan Mitchell is still the best player in that series, but right now it looks like Jalen Brunson. Brunson looks real good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot of playoffs happening. A lot of great things happening. We're not even going to talk about the Nuggets because no, the nu- because I mean the reality is it's <laughs> going to be a sweep and. Yeah. Jokic is going to do MVP things, and people are going to say he's too white to get MVP again. So, like, we're yeah. just going to move on. Hey, by the way, Jalen Jalen Hurts got paid. NFL, the, 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 the kind of free agency and all the drafts right. coming, but all that kind of slowed down, but Jalen Hurts made some money. Five yeah. years, $25 million, 179 guaranteed. Richest man no, in NFL 255 million. history. $255 He said $25 million. Oh, sorry, $255 million <laughs> yeah. is what I meant. Yeah, $255 million. Like, You're talking it's about like punter money, man. $50 million yeah. a year. <laughs> punter, punter money. <laughs> Hey, I'll take punter money. Are you kidding me? Um, do you think? Do you think that's a good deal? Yes. for the Organization right now because I think players are good. They're going to be players who are going to get more eventually. Mm-hmm. And um, I think with some of the new collective bargaining stuff and the money that's coming in, I think um, contracts are going to kind of skyrocket at yeah. a ridiculous level. Um, it's it's some ridiculous how much like the Redskins getting sold for six billion dollars. There's so much money it's tied the, up in the, the Commanders. Oh, yeah, whatever. Oh, uh, we're going to have to edit that the out. The commanders. No, wow, <laughs> I'm going to have to beep that. I mean, like, come on, man. You should beep that. Have, what did he say? Hold on. You win something as the commanders, and I'll respect the name. But right now, they're the Redskins. I left the team as a fan, so that's enough right. there. I mean, I'm glad that, I'm glad Snyder's out, right? Like, let's yeah. see a new season. But that, that much money being thrown around for teams, players are obviously going to make money. Yep. I think Jalen Hurts a great investment. Uh, I really want to see him stay healthy. I think he's mm-hmm. so even keel and level minded on the on the field, and you you know when he got sad at Alabama and ended up transferring to Oklahoma, I, if you told me hey he's going to be the highest played football player in the league, I'm like, mm. yeah, I would just yeah, I didn't see it, but the league's changed so much, and it's changed just at the right time for guys like him. Yeah, yeah. I still can't figure out why Lamar hadn't gotten paid, and I think he's still going to end up at, with the Ravens. The, the Odell Beckham thing, yeah. kinda, to me, signals, I think you just played your hand. Like, you showed your hand. You, people know what cards you got there. But, like, I don't know. I wouldn't see him at the – I'd love to see him with the Colts. But yeah, the Ravens definitely shot themselves in the foot by not paying him before this deal. Right. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. You just would have yeah. wrapped this up. You wouldn't have had that problem. Um, well, speaking of problems, uh, we're going to move into our draft today. Um, and today's a special one because <laughs> uh, I think – there's going to be a lot of people that really relate to this, and we're we're going to draft our least favorite chores, or you can call it 
the honeydew list. You can say don't things. even say honeydew. This is dangerous territory. Yeah. Well, anytime I'm, we start talking about lists that our wives may make, right? I don't know if that's a smart move. So let's just say chores. We'll say then I can blame it on my parents. Well, yeah, we'll say chores. You can go back to when my you were childhood. a kid if you have a desire. You can be now, but I, I think that no, we're calling people out. I'll straight up call people out. That's not going to bother me to an extent. Um, Until one of our wives tells Lauren that, hey, you should listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah, well, I sure hope not. Um, all right, so, Corey, you get the first pick. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. So, um, whenever you're ready, man. It is folding clothes. Oh, that's, oh, yep. that's on the list. All right. So, of all the yeah. laundry things that have to be done, yeah, folding laundry. And I don't for like me, it it's so painful. Yeah. Each uh, each of the boys have their own laundry basket, and Laura Beth and I have a laundry basket. Mm-hmm. Um, last night I folded three laundry baskets full of clothes. I give those to my kids, and they root through them. Oh yeah, they dig the, what they want out, and they undo all the work that I just did. Yeah, and as many times as I say, "Hey, put your clothes away. Hey, put your clothes away," because they're of an age where they need to put their own clothes away. They don't respect the fact that I just spent so much time folding that laundry while it's hot, by the way, so it doesn't get wrinkled. That's right. the key. If you're out there wondering, how Corey never uses an iron, how are his clothes not wrinkled? I fold them when they're hot. Mm. Okay. Fold so them while they're hot. If you let you got like cold, a Krispy Kreme sign out there for yep. clothes. By the way, fold, fold them. it like it's hot. Fold it. Fold it. <laughs> fold it like it's hot is going to be the title yeah. of this episode. So it is. I would um, just want to put the shirts on and be like, oh, that's nice. Folding laundry. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, James. Um, I'm going to, I don't know if it's right, a chore. I guess, you know, probably growing up it'd be a chore, but raking leaves. Oh. The, one of the most yeah. painful things ever. It's just, it's terrible. Like, you're just sitting there doing this thing over and over. I found a little hack this year. It's terrible. Because we had piles of leaves, and you can only put them in, like, clear bags and so many bags out on the street. Yeah. And I gave up on, like, being a responsible adult like that for our city. And I just took a tarp, raked them all in the tarp, drug them out to the ditch and mm-hmm. said, this is a new compost pile. <laughs> but then I didn't have to put them in bags. Right. It's, we have two golden retrievers in our yard. So when you're raking leaves, you're also raking golden retriever waste. Fair. So putting that in a bag means I have to handle that. So putting yeah. it on a tarp and slinging it down in the in the, the sinkhole or whatever and letting, letting nature do its course. Is well, my thing. allergies, that's just not a... Like you the one out there raking with like a N95 mask on to <laughs> a full respirator, pretty much. Yeah. Like I'm gonna take, I'm gonna pop like six Allegra, and here we go. Let's do this. Um, all right. So my first one is the dishes. I hate doing dishes. Hmm. I always have, even as a kid. I think like it's it's mainly because like getting stuff under my fingernails is like one of the grossest. Like I can't <laughs> like stand food it. particles. Like or dude, yeah. it it bothers me so much. And like I lose my mind. You can tell this and is so, a man that has not changed a diaper yet. And <laughs> like I'm just you, not you do about not have it. Children? No, that's fine. <laughs> and I'm not gonna. I'm not apologizing used, for that. We did um, disposable. We did reusable diapers. Whoa! Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Um, wow. But yeah, dishes. I'm not. I, I'm just not. Like, dishes. and then every now and then, and I think mainly what what it was is because every now and then something would get forgotten in the back of the fridge. And it's in some Tupperware. Oh, that thing goes in the trash. And right, so it does. It goes in the trash now. But the like whole, the whole thing, you know, my mom and dad are like, no, that's my favorite Tupperware. <laughs> and so we had to keep it. So I'm cleaning it out, and it's like, you know, and I can't. Like it's gross. It's like mom, it's got spaghetti stains from three years ago. Yeah, it's time this to isn't go. it. This isn't it. Since you brought your parents' name into this, I have a question about something my parents do. Yes, they in the dishwasher they wash like red solo cups. 
Oh, that's no. You throw those away. How do they not melt? I don't understand how that works. I don't know. They must not do the, the heat dry on it, but they like wash like uh, like a McDonald's cup. No way. What? Like throw that stuff away. No. I don't get it. No. That's not even good for them. Like that's legitimately not good for them. The water gets too hot to release toxins into their body. Yeah, they're, they're like, digesting plastics. Hey, man. They're, they're created with some different DNA that's, than you are in your dirty well, fingernails. Damn. All right. So is it loading or unloading or is it just you have to do both? Do you no, have, it's it's the it's the hand washing. The putting thing is the dishwasher I don't care okay. about. Hand washing dishes, I can't. Like That's just, interesting. So we have a problem in our house. Nobody wants to put them in the dishwasher. Oh. I'll like, dude, the it's right. The sink, the distance between the sink and the dishwasher is yeah. like inches. Yeah. It's putting them away, kind of having to dry them. I mean, we've done dishes by hand more than we've done dishes in the dishwasher because yeah. we've, we haven't had we didn't have a dishwasher. One of the things that Lauren does that I really struggle with. Oh, I was going to say you're really proud of. Nope. Okay. Uh, no, is that we'll put stuff in the dishwasher like throughout the day, and there'll be stuff in there, but it's not completely full. She won't. She won't run the dishwasher if it's not full. She doesn't. She, if it's not full, she doesn't want to run it. Oh, we run it once a day. And I'm like Lauren. She's like it's wasting water. And I'm like, what are you? You're just gonna have these dirty dishes just sitting in this. Yeah. Cl- wash the dishes. She's like, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, it does make sense because there's dirty dishes just sitting in there. So do you play the rearrange the dishwasher game with your spouse? No, I do not. No, I can't. If it's in that little box, it's going where it's going. Yeah, if it's in there and it's going to get washed, like Lauren does a good job with that anyway. Like clearly so. you can't have cups flipped upside down or anything. Right, but, you know, but like, like I like to optimize space, especially when I'm trying to get the last few things in because if not, I'm hand washing them. Well, for us, there's only two of us. So like We don't really have that, that big of an issue because yeah. okay. you all chose to have kids you at have- this point. Um, you have another one. Oh yeah. So my second one um, is actually might be some people might actually like really not enjoy like they might really like this one, um, but cutting grass um, because of my allergies specifically. Like if I cut the grass, yeah. I'm like like legitimately I'm like done for the day. Like it's like my face gets swollen. Like I can't like it's it is honestly it is terrible. And I what sucks is that like. The act itself doesn't bother me at all. Like I actually, yeah. I enjoy a good-looking yard. Like I, those are there are th- aspects about it that I really, really like. But because, like, if I were to do it at like nine a.m., like there, I can do nothing the rest of the day because I'm just I'm white That's be- fair. because of my allergies, and it's um, it sucks because I actually do like it. But because of that, it just makes me hate it. Cutting um, grass is one of my favorite. So things. exactly, I, was say, I love it. I'm I'm cutting the grass after this, and I'm excited. Like, yeah, I mean. It's as as a person who works with people, cutting grass is the the most controllable. Thing oh no, I know, I, <laughs> I know. I can make a straight line. Um, I can finish, and I, I've taught my boys already. When you're done cutting the grass, the first thing you do is look back and say, "I did that." Yes, no, I, I accomplished that. I completely agree, which is why yeah. the allergies make this on my list I because I want to enjoy it. I want to be able to look back and go, "That's awesome," but I can't see it. Because my eyes are swollen. <laughs> it's because your body's so soft. It sucks. Warren, how's sucked. it look? I can't see. I tell, me, tell me, are the lines straight? I don't know what's happening. Yeah, so like... I love the smell of cut, fresh cut grass. Yes. Yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of envious. No, I love it and hate it at the same time because it means I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to wake up with crust and I can't open my eyes without wiping it off. I had a, I had a summer off. mowing business for a couple of years in Tennessee. Yeah. I um, was guidance counselor during the year and then the summers I would cut grass and I, I loved it. All right, James, your second one. It's going to be uh, we do it a honey-do list. Kind of, um, we're going with painting. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I painting, painting and raking leaves are they're my one and two. 
Um, Painting's I, one of those things that I have to mentally get prepared for because the cutting in process and like if I'm getting started, I'm doing it. Yeah. I don't want to have to clean stuff, yeah. get it back out, clean it again. Like I want to be done with it. It's absolutely terrible. I, my mom and dad did that like during the summers and I obviously would have to go and help. And dude, we had this house actually, like the living room was huge and they wanted it like, they wanted like a, like layers of yellow. So it was like a layer and then it was like you, you did like the dry brush and so I had to paint this living room three separate times, but with a stupid paintbrush, no rolling. And oh my gosh, man! Like <laughs> I think that was a punishment. Like ever since then, I was like, nah, no, I, I don't need to paint ever again. I've done it enough for a lifetime. Yeah, um, it was really unfortunate. Um, Corey, you're third. You're two Second, and three. Third. Yeah, two and three. All right, I'm going back in the way back machine in mm-hmm. my childhood. I have. I'll do two in a row for my childhood. Um, one is. I was kind of the, I was the youngest, the smallest. So mm-hmm. mopping the floor was the thing. Yeah. We had these like brown, yellow, linoleum tile floors mm-hmm. um, in the kitchen. And well, I guess we couldn't get a mop or we didn't understand the technology of a mop. Hands and knees. Oh, Rag gross. in a bucket, mm-hmm. Cinderella style. Yeah. I mean, definitely. That was it. And then, I mean, I respected the fact that my parents had us doing work. And I don't complain about doing work. Like, right. Um, I, I put up put up hay and work construction in the summers in high school. You know, doing jobs isn't a thing that I like. Oh, I don't like doing that. But there are certain things that are just the knees is terrible. Um, so that and then picking rock and pulling weeds in the garden. Oh, yeah. Um, we had a garden. We would corn, green beans. We had all kinds of different um, things. And having a garden was important for us. We had cattle at, at one point. We had a little farm basically, not a large scale thing. Uh, so we'd have to get out there and pick rock and pull weeds. Um, we had to pick rock in the hay fields mm. for the farmers that we work for to kind of make sure everything was good to go. So picking rock and pulling weeds, man, those are hot jobs. Those are dusty jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Picking so, um, weeds is like a sick joke. Like, it's right. like, yes. And there's going to be a generation soon to come that's going to be like, hold on, you pick rock and pull weeds? What these, yeah, these generations are not picking any weeds. <laughs> yeah, what? The weed that they're picking is not going to be, you know, it's <laughs> not in this yeah. community. Yeah. Not in Virginia Beach. They just legalized sure. picking yeah. weed around here. Right? Here. <laughs> 100%. So, 100%. Thanks, Ralph. So, those are my two um, um, mopping the floor on my hands and knees and picking rock and pulling weeds. Yeah. James. I'm going to go with. Um, this really isn't that bad, but it's it's bad now that we have four kids, mm-hmm. and it's uh, cleaning windows, oh. like cleaning glass in general. Yeah, like any type of sliding glass, anything. Mm-hmm. These little these little hands, they just get everywhere. <laughs> these little hands, like, and I I'm probably pretty stupid about it in the, in the kitchen. Like, food's supposed to stay in the kitchen. Like, we got baby wipes. Let's wipe your hands off, and somebody always strays off, and like. <laughs> Hand, and we have sliding glass right there near the kitchen, so it's just like... I will say, your family right now is like trying to keep ping pong balls underwater. One's going <laughs> yeah. to one's gonna sneak off with dirty hands yeah. every once in a while. You can't... You, well, and I, I have to tell myself, everyone, it, it is what you it is. You need an au pair. You need yeah. a nanny to be able to pull off. An au pair. You're running a zone, yeah. for sure, no. in that household. Yes. I respect it. Um, yeah. All right, so this is... Is this three and four? Yeah, yeah, three and four. Um, I'm gonna go specifically with cleaning the shower slash bathtub. Yeah. That is it's pretty tough because growing up, it was like you had to use Comet, and you were like <laughs> not necessarily getting high, but you always had a stomach ache when you were done because of the chemicals that oh, were yeah. whatever were in that was terrible. Yeah, we used and then, soft scrub. Yeah, and then like you know, 
you know, mom comes in to inspect it and it's like, you didn't get the grout in this tile right here. And it was like, I was like, this is the worst in your hand. Yet again, I got like the grimy little comet crap under my fingernails. Like I've always hated it. It was gross. Did nobody like ever it. tell you about those little like latex gloves you no, put on? Right. Okay. Listen, I'm, my allergies are soft, not like the rest of me. Okay. Like <laughs> I feel like I should be able to handle it and I just complain about it instead of wearing gloves. Mm-hmm. I probably should just get some gloves. Um, but yeah, I don't, I never enjoyed that. I was, I don't, it, and it's not necessarily like a really difficult task. It's awkward because a tub isn't that big and you're trying to clean it and there's this, like, it's just, it's cumbersome. The soap stains can become actually like pretty aggressive and actually slightly difficult to get off sometimes. Have you yeah. ever tried like the, the preemptive cleaning things where you spray to keep the soap scum from? Oh yeah, there's no way I'm remembering to do any yeah. of that. that. I mean like that probably would make my life significantly so easier, easier, but... Mm. It's like washing windows, too. Our windows. We have black frame windows right now. Yeah. And then they look beautiful until pollen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I want to find something that I can just attach to the garden hose, spray it, and let it dry. Yeah. But you still have to clean the inside of the windows. Yeah. And every time my kids kind of knock on the window to get the dogs riled up, I'm like, don't touch the windows. Yeah. Just don't do it. Um, all right. And then um, my fourth one is hanging pictures. Um, uh, dude. I, because it's never right. No. Like I'm ne- it's never correct off the, on the first try ever. Yeah. Do you ever? Do you just try to wing it by like eyesight, or do you like measure off walls? Uh, no, stuff? I always want to wing it. Like, and that's never good no. enough. Um, good ever. enough for who? You? Lauren. It's never good enough for Lauren. <laughs> it's never good enough for Lauren. <laughs> like it is. I have tried so many times. It has never been like, wow, that looks great. It's like, and that's fine. I mean, like, and I'm cool with her having it the way that she wants. The way that she wants right. it. But it's like, just put it. I don't know if it was algebra or geometry or whatever I failed at in school to not be able to just make a measurement if I'm hanging three in a row and yeah. know the difference in space that each one needs to yeah, be and I just make it easy like that. But I have to hang one then kind of like figure it out. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 the having to have so many different attempts, like not being able to do it on the first try or the, this, even the second try. The good thing just if like, you do it right, all of the failed attempts get covered up by the picture. If you do it right, and then, if your if your fails your are good enough, your wall looks like you, Swiss cheese. Just yeah. like if you fail correctly, you get to cover up all the holes. Right. Well, no, you um, have to go with her and pick. You pick out the ones that have the wire. Oh yeah. So it doesn't yes. have to be like it doesn't have the two ends. That it kind of you know. Kinda you only have to yeah, like that thing right there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna that yeah. thing right there. By the way, is a thing I hang on my wall by the rope. This so. is good. Be good to people. Be good to people. The other one says people in sleeping bags are like soft tacos. And that's, yeah, it kind of looks a little it. crooked now that we're speaking about it. Eh, all know, right. Well, <laughs> next. James, you're up. All right. Uh, is this yeah. the last one? This is your last one. Yes. Okay, good. I was running out here. Uh, oh, no, no, no. You no, have no, one. No. You have two more. You have this one and the next one. Yeah. So this is four. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, cleaning out the fridge. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. It has to be yep. done every once in a while, and it's it's chaos in there. You know, it's mm-hmm. you know getting in there, cleaning, and throwing stuff away, and there's always some disgusting smell that, it you know, it's it's just not good. No, I, I would agree with that one. Yeah. I'll piggyback off of that one for my number four. Mm-hmm. Four and five for you. Four and five for me. It's um, our freezer. We have, a, we have a box freezer. We have your old box freezer. Oh, the deep freezer. Yeah, yeah. deep freezer, and um, it works well. We haven't had to clean it out yet. We keep it stocked pretty well. But our refrigerator has like a drawer freezer. Um, and we've got this thing on Marketplace, and it gets a little condensation evidently in the bottom. And every once in a while, the drawer won't shut anymore, and you have to go in mm. with like a meat tenderizer and hammer all of it out and clean it out. Yeah. So defrosting the freezer is one of the worst things ever. 
Um, it's it's the most first world thing I've ever said, right? Because we lived out of a freezer without a refrigerator for a while in third world country, and things got frozen when they thawed out. It's like time to eat them because <laughs> you didn't want them to refreeze. But um, but yeah, f- clean out the freezer is one of those things. And my fifth, related to cleaning the um, the tub is in the shower is. I tend to be the person that's responsible for getting the hairball. Oh, I know you're talking about. Right. It's not it. It's gross. Um, And part of that is I cut my hair and both my boys' hair. Right. So it is our responsibility. We do produce some hair that gets in the the drain. But the majority of that isn't mine. But I like to, I don't know, I don't just kick it against the wall and leave it there. I'm like, (laughs) get the piece of toilet paper and clean it up. You scare somebody. There's a rat in there. That's one of those things where like that and and cleaning out a drain in their sinks because, you know, you wash your hair or whatever. Yeah. That hair clog. Yeah. That's pretty pretty brutal. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. All right, James, your last pick. I'm going to go with cleaning ceiling fans. (laughs) Yeah. Fair though, it's terrible. Like it's they're never in the right place. We always it seems to be like always over a bed, and oh. then you clean it and like you just see dust like <laughs> falling. Yes. You're like oh man, yes. like that's on my bed now. Do you, yeah. you still have one in diapers, two in diapers, one in diapers. Uh, one just potty training. He's in the process. Yeah, and you didn't mention diapers at all, dude. It's I don't even think about that anymore. It's uh, <laughs> it's part of my daily task. Change so many diapers. I cannot funny. wait until I hear. Roman's first gag re- reflex reaction. Uh, I mean, I'm going to tell you now it's going to be terrible, but I'm like, <laughs> I can't. So like, yeah, well, Michael and Larissa, um, some people at our church had a baby and he was yeah. like, he, Michael was like, I was concerned at first because I thought like, I didn't think it was supposed to look like pine tar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's scary. There's some scary stuff. Those first there. couple motor oil diapers that you get. Yeah, that first blowout the- up the back almost to the neck and you're like, why is that so green? And when babies start eating real food, dude, it is a game changer on the smells. I just at the baseball field the other day, we had a blowout. I picked <laughs> Meredith. She we cruised around for a little nap. Picked yeah. her up, like right on my arm. Like oh. I picked her up, and it was like, oh, that shouldn't be wet. And these are these are things you can't explain to your kids later. Like, you know how many times you pooped on me? Yeah, they don't. They don't understand. I've never got peed on though. Oh yeah. Well, I've got yeah. The boys, you got to be careful. You say that now. Yeah, I do a pretty good job of staying away from that. <laughs> Um, all right, so my last pick is doesn't have to be done that often, but it's just really annoying when you have to do it, and that's like vacuuming or mopping or whatever under big furniture, like yeah. your couch. You do that? Um, <laughs> like I said, doesn't have it that often. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you've got a cat that doesn't owe. You've got a cat that's a terrorist in your house, by the yes, way. Yes, so yes. You have to check more often than most people. I correct, and so like we probably do it. Also, yet again, allergies. Um, right, like, and this is that's also just seasonal. Like, pollen gets in our house, right. and it's like it's like it sucks because you've got two full grown dogs. I got two full grown dogs. Yes, like, the, the amount of hair dogs get, even if they're in a generalized space, it still gets around the house. One trick that I found: we have hardwood floors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, in a nice day, I open up all the windows in the house, and it blows it out from underneath the beds a little bit for you. That's nice, um, but then it but gets your everywhere. Cat, I don't trust that cat. You shouldn't. I, I take care of your animals when you're gone. <laughs> don't, when I go don't to the trust litter the box and I'm like, why is there nothing in here? It's somewhere. It's somewhere. And we found one. Um, well, I don't, and, and sometimes I th- it's on your dining room table because Bud's like, hey, I'm going to let you know I'm here. Yeah. But when I don't see it out in the open, I'm like, uh-oh. I will say, somewhere. for everyone listening, 
Um, we don't eat at our dining room table. Uh, we, we're, <laughs> we're normal humans, and we eat in front of the TV. Yeah. Um, and that's, no. wh- that's why I don't do potlucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, he, mis- like, Bud doesn't do any of that while we're at home. It's like one of those, like, you're gone yeah. in your face. Um, yeah. It's the worst. Like He's the worst. I say that to him every time I'm at your house, Bud, you're the worst. He is the worst. <laughs> and people are like, Roman, do you really don't like your cat? I'm like, no. No, I, I don't. say, though, of cats... I like Bud most more than most. He is he's friendly. He he's friendly. Cats are terrible. And I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I'm not a cat person. No, cats Lord cats are the mess best. With best allergies. I can't believe you with so many allergies. You have a cat in your house. I don't. I'm not allergic to cats or dogs, which is fantastic. But when I'm the dogs bring in all of your the, cat is a terrorist. <laughs> the most American thing you could say. I'm allergic to terrorists. And then you shoot up all your Bud Light like Kid Rock. Um, all right. Well, hey. This is a good one. Yeah. Um, let us know if we missed any really annoying chores. I'm sure that we did. Um, do us a favor. If you're, if you're on Spotify, follow us on Apple Music. I don't know if it's also a follow or a like or however that works. Um, also, I know on Apple Music you can leave us a review. That really, really helps. Yeah, and if you um, see Roman out in the wild, let him know. Yeah, or Corey or James. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'll post a picture of us with an edited Three Amigos costumes on. I don't know. Probably not. Um, I got to go to the hardware store, actually, and get parts for our toilet because it's leaking. So, Speaking, oh, of, speaking of chores. I went to the hardware store today and got donuts. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> good times. Well, hey, uh, thanks for uh, listening to us this week, and uh, hopefully you'll be with us next week. Have a good one.